When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tell me. Welcome back to the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. And that, of course, was the opening to uh, Masterpiece Theater Mystery hosted, Mystery. Mystery, hosted by none other than the illustrious Diana Rigg. And uh, that just brings me way back. I used to love watching um, that mystery series and British mysteries in general. We have a question for you today. Feel free to join us. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite mystery series? I mean, maybe it's Murder, She Wrote. Let us know. Join the conversation. Colleen, you're probably wondering why we're asking. Why are we asking? Well, thanks for asking why we're asking. I was talking um, to actually our good friend, and we're required to say that, Boss B. Arthur. She also loves British uh, procedurals. Typically, you know, like the police uh, procedurals or uh, murder mysteries or dramas, and there are so many of them. And I asked her for a couple of her favorites, and one of them, we Jamie and I started watching this last week, because we just needed something kind of easy to watch that's not like... in. You know, we just finished um, Squid Game, which was really Intense. heavy. And intense. Totally worth it, but still a lot. And I know murder mysteries maybe don't sound like very uh, light and airy, but in fact, a lot of them kind of are in a weird way. Um, Even if you think about um, Murder, She Wrote, I mean, yeah, there's a death in every episode. It's kind of weird because... In that little town, it's so bizarre. (laughs) Cabot Cove, right? It's the most dangerous place on earth. Well, there's also a place in paradise. In fact, it's called Death in Paradise. There's a series, um, 10 seasons of this show, wherein uh, an inspector from the UK ends up on a small island in the Caribbean and solving all sorts of murders. It's like a very murderous island. But other than that, it seems like a great place to live. And it just, you know... Other than all the murders, you could be next. But there's like a weird comfort and predictability in in shows like this. And I think that's what lends uh, them to sort of binge watching and sort of like TV security blankets. Mm-hmm. 651-641-1071. Um, I know we've got some people on the phone, so maybe we should go right to it. Holly, who's who's with us today? Angela. Angela is on the phone. Okay, Angela. Angela. Angela, what's your favorite mystery series? Yeah, Midsummer Murders. Oh yes. I, yeah, it's it's kitschy. Um the first the first Barnaby is really good. The second Barnaby the writing goes down, but it's kitschy and fun, and there's nothing gruesome. You don't have to, like, think hard. When you're really tired and stressed out, it's just something that you can watch to kind of, you know, just, it's, it, there's not a lot of thinking involved. No. Brain candy. I call it brain candy. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. and you're going to get a payoff. Like, you know the formula every episode. So at the end, you're going to find out exactly who murdered the person. Everything will be resolved. And there's a certain comfort in that, right? Yeah, I mean, don't if, if you live in Midsummer County in England, don't join any group that has more than three people because someone will die. Yeah. So that is basically the formula for every single show, but it's it's fun. It's kitschy. It's somebody died in a dryer one time. You know, oh my God. weird stuff. How do you fall into a dryer? Well, I guess we're going to have to watch. Thank you, Angela, so much for calling and sharing Midsummer Murders. And this is the other thing I love about these shows. A lot of times there's tons of seasons. Like Midsummer Murders, it looks like it has 22 seasons. So, like, if you just need, like, a good binge, you go for go it. You can go on for days. Go for it. We've got another... Per- Are you going to say something, Colleen? Oh, I just was going to read an email we got from Brenda. Yeah. She said, I love Miss Fisher Murder Mysteries. Oh, sure. S.E. Davis, Australia. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly, I think that might be on Amazon Prime. A lot of the British ones are, of course, there's a service called BritBox that has a ton of these, but many times they're available on other streaming services as well. Holly, who's on the phone? We have Jennifer. Jennifer is on the line. All right, Jennifer, what's your favorite murder mystery? Well, I'm piggybacking to Angela. It's the Midsummer Murders, um, and and it is just like it's an hour and a half. I actually enjoy it for like just to see the countryside of mm. England. I think it's so pretty, you know. Um, and it, it is they have different kind of storylines. I mean, they had one with like incest on in it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, you would never see that on an American, you know, murder show like the way they do. So it is just fun and easy. And for me, I've jumped all over the place because I watch it on Tubby. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, to be tubby. That's and that's yeah. free, right? So you don't have to pay anything for exactly, that service. Exactly, exactly. But my brother and my mom all love it. They're the ones who got me into it. So big, big fan of that. And you can just take a nap to it very easily. It's <laughs> so interesting. Thank you so much for the suggestion uh, as well. So two for Midsummer Murders, and I love the the paradox or the contradiction of like here is like this. <laughs> she used the word incest. And the mm-hmm. word murder, and she's like, it's just easy to enjoy, right? Like, right. But there is a truth to that. I will tell you, like, l- last night we're like, okay, um, you know, before we head off to bed, we're going to watch an episode of like a murder that was like not gory, but like, is murder ever not gruesome, right? Like, no. And but yet still, there's like humor involved. Um, again, the show that we've been watching, Death in Paradise, is this one British detective who joins. Um, the uh, island police force to just solve murders and there's like camaraderie between them there's like some you know personal relationship stuff and just humor that kind of just gives you a you know nice little dose of of enjoyable tv you know i think you also hit the nail on the head too when you talked about how like everything gets wrapped up cleanly within the space of the whole show so you're not like leaving with this unfinished feeling i mean i love I love a mystery that lasts a whole season for sure, but there's something about those self-contained procedurals where it all gets figured out in the hour or in the space of the show and you walk away feeling like, okay, something has been accomplished. Yeah, exactly. And you know, to your point, there's actually several sub genres of this particular genre, because sometimes they are a whole season. You know, there are Mm -hmm. shows where it will be a whole season. I think of like prime suspect, 
um, and shows like that um, where the mystery might unfold from episode to episode so you don't get that clean resolution after each one. But it's really just kind of, you know, uh, whatever's out there for, for your particular taste. Colleen, do you have one of these shows that you love to watch? Yeah, I mean, it's an old one and it makes me sound like I'm, you know, retired. But I love... Uh, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, the old Vincent D'Onofrio seasons. Oh, sure. We we used to watch that weekly, and I just I loved the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. I loved you know knowing that we were going to get about two two a minimum of two red herrings, and that we'd all been be going down the wrong path, and yeah. then it would all sort of surprise you in the end. I I just loved that show. And I don't know about you, and I don't I don't. Um, I'm not the kind of person who's trying to solve the murder per se. Like if it happen, if it comes to me while I'm watching, great. But part of the joy for me is to just let it sort of unfold. Um, I my partner is the opposite. Like he needs to, like he will call out who did what when he figures it out. And to me, it's just like I don't, I don't need all that necessarily. I just, I'll let. I know it's. I'm gonna find out. I'm not in a hurry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Holly, do we have anyone else on the phone? Yeah, let's have Annie give us the last word. All right, Annie, you have the last word. What is your favorite murder mystery series? Monk. Oh, oh I've never yeah. seen Monk. Tell us about it. Oh, my goodness. It's a blessing and a curse. That's what he always says. He's um, OCD, and he quits the police force in San Francisco after his wife is murdered which runs the full series so you find that out at the end um it's just fabulous and how many seasons do you know off the top of your head i do not it feels like there's nine okay well and it's got tony shalhoub who's just brilliant correct (laughs) all right thanks for having the last word and thanks for the suggestion of monk it looks like it was on from 2002 to 2009 so that's what seven seasons or so Mm -hmm. um holly i didn't ask you what is uh do you have a particular murder mystery series that you've enjoyed i'm currently enjoying the after party over on apple tv plus Oh, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is a murder mystery show starring Tiffany Haddish as the detective. Oh, yeah. And she has to solve the murder mystery of a pop star played by Dave Franco. And it's all of his old high school pals. They got together for the high school reunion, went to his house for the after party, and somehow he ended up dead. Dun, dun, dun. Is it good? Do you like it? Yes. It's funny. It's irreverent. And, you know, I would recommend the after party. I'm not huge into murder mystery shows, but this one I I, I enjoy. And the twist on this one that's interesting is each episode is sort of follows a different kind of thematic. So, like, there's like maybe an action adventure Mm. one and then there's like a rom-com episode and each episode is not only trying to... Yeah, you're not only trying to solve the mystery, you're also seeing every like each suspect's angle of right. the story. Yeah, each episode in the telling. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that every episode is about a different suspect. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is called the after party. Where do you watch that? Apple TV Plus. All right. Thanks to everyone who called and uh, gave suggestions or uh, their recommendations. When we come back, Colleen has figured out what Britney Spears' Project Rose was all about.
I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. I'll let you guys be the judge. All right, she'll share it with us when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Has uh, solved a mystery that has plagued most of us following Britney Spears over the last couple of years, and she's hoping to reveal it to us right now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, which I would hope. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. What is this mystery we need? Do, first of all, okay. do we need to get the Cobra game together? Uh, yeah, you know what? We might as well. Let's do it. Whenever there's trouble, we'll down the double with a Cobra game. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with a Cobra game. What's going on? Okay, so um, I had this like revelation yesterday, and I was like, "Am I dumb? Has this been right in front of us this whole time?" and I didn't realize it, and I don't have confirmation. This is my, I'm questioning this. Do you remember before Brittany was uh, emancipated from her um, conservatorship? Yep. Do you remember a little thing called Project Rose? Oh, yeah. It's like the one thing where we're like, what is this Project Rose she keeps talking about? It's always like roses, and she's doing a Project Rose, and she's going to tell us about it, and she never really did. And we're all like, I don't even know what this is. Okay, so I'm on her Instagram yesterday. Okay. And I see a picture of her with somebody who looks vaguely familiar, but like not in a suit and totally relaxed. Okay. And here's, here's, and it's a picture of the two of them, like maybe at an outdoor lunch spot. And here's the caption This man has turned my life around. So many exciting projects ahead. We accidentally matched for lunch. Thank you for being so kind and respectful to me always. And then she put six roses. And I was like, ooh, Project Rose, right? I'm trained to look for the roses. Uh, yeah. P-S-S-S-S, which is her way of saying P-S. Which, or peeing, I don't know. Probably or like PS. letting the air out of Post something. Script, yeah. Matthew Rosengart, I simply adore you. Was Project Rose meant to be some sort of signal that she was working with Matthew Rosengart? Oh, that would make sense because Rose and Rosengart. Uh-huh. That seems perfectly likely. And th- the reason then I it it hit me like a ton of bricks because then a couple you know comments down lawyers for Britney, which is an Instagram um, page worth worth following if you were have been following her conservatorship battles at all. They're a group of lawyers who also are interested in Britney and like look at it from a legal perspective. Yeah. Anyway, they commented just rose and then fire and i was like oh my gosh maybe maybe project rose was matthew rosengart and it was like her way of you know telling us what was going on behind the scenes like implying that like her attempts to get her own legal representation that she actually believed in um was the project the whole time yeah i mean i certainly think that is that that ticks all the boxes, that I would is, think. That right? is brilliant, Colleen. Congratulations, well, just... you have solved the mystery of Project Rose. Well, I have another I have another mystery for us to solve. Oh, you have another mystery? And that yeah, it's like what the heck is going on in this post? What post? So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, it's another post from Brittany. It's a post uh, that accompanying it is a video of her, one of her songs mashed up with the song Pony by Genuine, I think. If I can remember correctly, and I can't, yeah, exactly. And she's doing where? like, she's doing like a workout, which we've seen these videos a trillion times before. Okay, I'm just gonna read this and see if you can translate it at all. Okay, okay. I'll try. Britney Spears says, so I just wanted to repost this because damn, y'all comments are so nice. I might as well serve up another round of this video with my voice on it. I mean, why not? So as I repost this and get laughed at by most and criticized again for sweating and not looking perfect, I might gain some empathy for myself and say, and she puts in all caps, the things I should have said. First, bleep you and what's with the big letter talk you think you're important again bleep you and if that's too offensive take it with a grain of salt and sprinkle it over your because you people are so cruel you might need some cleansing oh my god p.s keep smiling i'm like what happened Brittany? what are you talking about she's a flurry yeah she's a flurry of emotion Mm -hmm. complex there's just a lot going on but then i was thinking i'm like is she saying this to like the negative comments on her Instagram. And but she said everybody in the comments was great. But that's the other thing is whenever I read her comments, all I well, see I mean, she is says y'all comments like, are so nice. Clean. Well, but I can't tell if she's being rude or is this something toward her sister, right? Because she says the things I should have said, which is the name of her sister's autobiography, which I, by the way, I read for you and you don't have to do it. Yeah, thanks. Um, I I don't know. I you know I honestly I I must admit I haven't been checking in with Brittany for a while because I I kind of needed some space because yeah. I just I don't know what to make out of any of this. I think she's processing right now. I think that's the sort of like neutral way to put it, and mm-hmm. she's allowed to do that with her social media. But I I get to have healthy boundaries too. Well. You go forward with your healthy boundaries. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got one healthy boundary coming, and that's in the form of a break. But when we come back, don't worry. We'll be right back to our old tricks with uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags. Right here on My Talk 1071. Oh, God. Celebrities drive us up a wall most days in the tabloids that report on them. So we created a whole segment for them here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. And uh, let's do those uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Mm, who's your D-Bag, Bradley? Um, the tabloids. All of oh, them. Oh, all of them. Yep. Boom. In fact, specifically, though, I did want to call out uh, today... TMZ and page six, because there's this new and Holly, you alluded to this in a dirt alert update 
there is a, a, a change in the relationship between Kanye West and Julia Fox. And we can get to like what their relationship is about. But <laughs> he did this thing that they have now done twice in a row. And this time it's TMZ. Kanye West. Kanye parties in L.A. with Travis Drake and a new Kim K. lookalike. Oh, for goodness sakes. Stop oh it. Jeez. Oh, Stop Mm-mm. comparing every woman to Kim Kardashian. Says the women themselves. Well, I don't know. Maybe they want to be compared to Kim Kardashian, but like, stop being so lazy. Oh, I mean, we've had the Kim Kardashian lookalike. And then do you remember the other day that Kanye West was hanging out with a Julia Fox lookalike? Yes. It was a Kim Kardashian. It was like three layers in. Yes. And there's probably going to be new Kim or uh, Julia Fox lookalikes. Um, and I'll tell you more on that in a moment. But this particular story is about Kim, or excuse me, Kanye. You know, there's all this family drama between Kim and Kanye. We've talked about it. But there's also this mm-hmm. sideshow of Kanye and his love life. Now, not so much Kim's, which is interesting because Kim is engaged in a relationship, a relationship for publicity with Pete Davidson. And that's like the Hollywood deal. Like, you can tell that thing has been negotiated, contracted, adjudicated, executed, like whatever like business language you want to use. Chris Jenner out there with Pete Davidson going, okay, honey, I'm going to get you a commercial deal over here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to show up with Kim at the movie theater on Tuesday, and then you're going to the outlet mall for Annie Ann's pretzels on Thursday. Meanwhile, Kanye West is just, like, doing his, like, you know, artist-elevated thing where he's hanging out with, you know, fabulous personalities and celebrities like Julia Fox, you know? That's more organic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, lately, more, m- most recently, and the, the subject of this particular story is that um, he went to Nobu, and he kind of has like this entourage, right? Uh, of, he doesn't just like go out with one person. He's got like this entourage mm-hmm. of ladies and other people who are change makers. Like a harem. Yeah, or at least just, you know, uh, yes, a harem. Uh, first, everyone at, at this particular event if you want to call it that went to nobu um and kanye walked in wearing a tank top showing off his tone physique not long after that model cheney jones followed him in as well and uh no you're not crazy she's a dead ringer says tmz for the rapper's estranged wife kim kardashian from the makeup down to her outfit so okay then you do what you do which is compare these women right so then you go to see Mm -hmm. cheney jones and oh look i mean sure she looks kind of like Kim Kardashian. Well, she has hair and a body. <laughs> she does. Oh. And, I mean, she is wearing like a monochromatic... I, I just think that's the price of admission to a Kanye West experience. Is that oh, you're going to have to wear... Dress, you're like the Barbie doll. Yes. he's He needs a muse. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is less about Kim. So please stop comparing the women to Kim and start talking about why the women around Kanye always tend to look the same. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. because Kanye, you know, expects the women he's around to look a certain way. Maybe that's not true, but at least that would be an angle I would go after dear tabloids instead of like roping in Kim Kardashian to try to rub salt in the wound. Right. Right. I do also wonder, and sorry, this is slightly off topic, but it's of the same journey. I I wonder if Kim isn't sitting at home going, oh, my gosh, I completely gave my entire self over 
to this man. Yeah. And now I got to figure out it wasn't Kim about is. me in I the first get back place. To Kim. Yes. Turns, turns out it wasn't about me in the first place. Um, also, back to Julia Fox. Remember, I said like now we're going to see like because you pointed out there was a Julia Fox lookalike, and like now uh, that's going to be a thing, right? Because he mm-hmm. and Julia Fox. But then Holly alluded to the fact that maybe they're not together anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That they both moved on. That she was like kind of hanging out with a guy, and he was hanging out with another woman. Obviously, we just talked about another woman. Well, there was a story from one thirty, which is five. Well, actually, it's New York time, so it's about an hour and five minutes ago. An exclusive that says Kanye West and Julia Fox are in a, quote, open relationship. They're evolved beings. Mm-mm. 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 I don't think that's... Did they, did they have a conversation with Gwyneth Paltrow or something? I mean, I feel like I'm having deja vu. Like I'm like, Holly, did you read this story? Because you, I don't think you did, but it seems totally like something... I just, I don't know. My brain says we know this. Yeah, I just read it at the top of the hour. Okay, so it was this evolved being story? Yes, it was the evolved being story. So, like, it's clear that this relationship is what it is, which is what we thought it was all the time, publicity for the both of them, and we are just along for the show. However Mm -hmm. long these two, or whatever real relationship these two are in, matters not because the tabloids the tabloids are going to have a field day. Mm-hmm. Um, buckle in. Yeah, buckle in. Because so tabloids, just get... you're on notice. Yeah, they're like paper dolls. Do you want to know who my tea, tea bag is? Yes, I please. Said, tea bag. Tea. Is it mint? Which is a well, whole different conversation. I, mean, I didn't go to the um, mint route, but yes. <laughs> neither did I. Um, Okay, so mine is NBC, but kind of not NBC, but also totally NBC. So there's been an update to this story, but I want to get everybody up to speed. So Leslie Jones, I don't know if you've been paying attention to her Twitter. As you know, Leslie Jones is one of the most fabulous uh, kind of um, grassroots Olympic commentator. And she did actually get hired by NBC for, was it Rio? one of the Olympic games to run commentary. Yeah. But I don't know. Really, it's hard it's to keep her... like summer and winter together. I but don't even remember. Point, point taken. Yeah. So she, she, she was doing it rogue. Like she was doing it on her very own. She's just a huge Olympics fan. She would watch the Olympics and do this like commentating on her Twitter and people started caring about the Olympics in a way that they hadn't. And then NBC was like, we like this. Uh, let's uh, hire her to do it. So she did for, one of the games and then she's been doing it back on her twitter again well her the videos she was doing were like being taken down also she was making note of the fact that nbc has tried to hire people to do like a knockoff version of what she does and leslie jones and rightly so was like i'm done i'm tired of this um she said i'm not gonna stay where i'm not welcome she said i'm starting to feel like this should be my last olympics i live tweet I know another celebrity bitching, but I'm tired of fighting with folks who don't want me to do it. They block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me. And I'm tired of fighting them. I love the athletes and they love me doing it. And I know y'all love it, but now it's just gotten too hard and no one is fighting for or with me. So I guess I'll just leave it to the professionals. But thank you for all the love. Hashtag up to up to y'all now basically being like you guys make the choice. And, you know, and I think rightly so, people were, like, backing up Leslie Jones because she is a joy to watch 
watch the Olympics. Yeah. Well, apparently NBC Sports has uh, come back around and said, oh, you know, those videos did get deleted, but that was a third-party error. NBC says in a statement to press last night, this was the result of a third-party error, and the situation has been resolved. Mm, what does that mean, She, uh, who knows? Um, I think it means C to the Y to the A, but whatevs. Um, NBC Sports goes on to say she, being Leslie Jones, is free to do her social media posts as she has done in the past. She is a super fan of the Olympics, and we are super fans of her. Now, here's my question. Hmm. Like, why can't NBC just throw up, like, a separate feed? Like, you've got, like, why don't networks, they just... channels, whatever. Why don't they employ her to have her own, like, a, like you can choose to I just mean, watch Leslie Jones Olympics? They literally sent, what are those two's names? And I can't remember. I apologize. The, the figure skating the commentator? Fig- oh, yeah. yeah. Johnny Weir. Yeah. Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. Tara Lipinski. Yeah. The two of them, I'm sorry. You don't, you can't hold a candle, dear ones, to Leslie Jones. Why are they paying those two when they could be paying Leslie Jones, who, by the way, did it out of love and passion for the thing without being remunerated? Exactly. Is doing it for free on her own Twitter. Like, pay the woman. And to her point, other people are trying to do it like her. They've tried to throw people at her to do it with her. And she's like, I don't need people to help me. I'm Leslie Jones. I do this. I do fine. Yeah. And she's right. Like, And I actually super respect her ability to be so clear about who she is and what she brings to this to this art form that is her commentating on the Olympics. Yeah. Nobody can do it like Leslie Jones and she knows it. And also this is a situation where this is what frustrates me about big media companies like this. Like you're just getting in your own way and you can see how they're going to overthink and overdo. And if they, even if they like the reason it wouldn't be as much gold, uh, pun intended with Leslie Jones, um, if they got involved in any way is because they would they would just get in the way of her doing what she does like just pay her to yes. do what she does don't get in her way don't mediate mm-hmm. between you and her thing right. if she doesn't deliver don't ask her back next year but right. like if i were an executive and i understand i'm not a publicly traded company <laughs> so I don't have shareholders breathing down my back and maybe they don't have the leeway to just dump a bunch of cash on Leslie Jones with very little expectations. But man, the result then is that we're we're all missing out and you have a creative person who's being stifled and that's just that's not helping anyone. Oh, it's so gross. And we've seen it. I mean, I can't quite call something up right this very second, but we've seen it time and again where a large company goes Oh, you're doing this thing and that's great, but you know what? We'll buy it and we'll try to improve upon it and then they end up ruining it. Or you know that like they're like um let's get somebody like Leslie Jones to do this. Oh, my my sister's cousin Francine, she's real good on Twitter. Yeah. And then, and then you're losing the Francine special sauce. Doing it and you're which like, is mm-hmm. Leslie Jones. And no yeah. offense to Francine, I hope she, you know, makes it in the world, but she's no Leslie Jones. Right. 
No, I, I stand with Leslie Jones. Yeah, so do and I. And I don't, I haven't seen, actually, I should look. I haven't seen if she's responded to this yet. Um, but I don't know if I, I, I feel like, okay, I was born at night, NBC, but I was not born last night. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like this third party The fact error, that she had to reach more. out and say something publicly means that they dropped the ball. Because oh, yeah. I guarantee there were opportunities to get in front of this a long time ago. A thousand percent. Okay. Well, I stand with Leslie Jones. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I do too. And I think we should all wear the t shirt because if we're going to watch the Olympics, and by the way, this story, thank you, brought to us by the Olympics. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like this A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bridge Colleen Lindstrom. Who's I like, know, right? Who brings us the Olympics coverage. But the honestly, only it's Olympic the only story. way I want to watch it. Well, yeah. I mean, and frankly, you know, passing by Twitter, uh, occasionally seeing a Leslie Jones video, you got to love it. I mean, I always have to double check if I'm watching here in the studio because I know she's going to drop some words. That mm-hmm. might be the only challenge because she does. <laughs> she, she just lets it out. Um, oh, anyway, does. so thank you, Leslie. We stand with you. And thank you for your service. Let's hope that uh, you get a better gig if that's what you want. When we come back, we got to go back to Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, that publication mm-hmm. show. Because apparently he acknowledged their relationship for the very first time. Um, Did he? Well, you're going to decide when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. That weather update, Holly, and welcome back to the end of the first or second hour, rather, on Colleen and Bradley here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. And, well, good news, I think. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Pete Davidson acknowledged his relationship with Kim Kardashian for the very first time. What? Oh my gosh, we had no idea. Breaking news because, you know, they haven't. Or did he? Dun, dun, dun. You decide. It's uh, history's mysteries. Also, pay attention for SpawnCon because it's so obvious. Also, at the end of the day, I just do think there's a discussion we can have about Pete Davidson's approach to social media versus the woman he is allegedly, supposedly in a relationship with. Because that's a thing. Now, let's double back to my initial uh, insistence that perhaps Pete Davidson had acknowledged his relationship with Kim for the first time. That's a people-exclusive headline. Pete Davidson calls Kim Kardashian his girlfriend for the first time since being linked last year. That sounds like breaking news. Right, that's a big deal. Big darn deal. Uh, well, Nicholas Rice tells us the story. Pete Davidson referred to Kim Kardashian as his girlfriend for the very first time. And then this paragraph. While recently chatting with Kay Adams, host of People, the TV show. That's the name of their TV show, People, the TV the show. The TV show. Um, How creative. While recently chatting with Kay Adams, host of People, the TV show, about his partner. It's actually in parentheses with an exclamation point. So it's People, mm. parentheses, the TV show, exclamation point, close parentheses. That's a lot. Thank you for that, though. <laughs> what is that? People, the TV show, about his partnership with Hellman's Mayo for an upcoming Super Bowl commercial. What? 
I'll repeat. While recently chatting with yeah. Kay Adams, host of People, the TV show, about his partnership with Hellman's Mayo for an upcoming Super Bowl commercial, the 28-year-old Saturday Night Live star also opened up about living life in the spotlight. Okay, did you hear about Kim there at all? No, I heard about Hellman's Mayo, though. And I know! A sandwich. It brings out the best. Like, so you heard the Spawn Con, right? For not only Hellman's Mayo, but Super Bowl Oh, commercial. they led with it. Right? They led with all of that. Quote, like obligatory, it's almost like they were like, che- got to check all those boxes before we can get on to anything else. Also, that, yeah, to your point, I mean, that that was the writing of the article that they put in the sponsor. You, like, you didn't need to tell us any of that. It has nothing to do with the thing. So we see you, people right. of the mm-hmm. TV show. In this case, people of the article. Uh, then, then, he, then the words that they are saying say the thing that we said at the outset with the headline about the thing and the thing. This is Pete's voice. Quote, well, I don't really have Instagram. I don't have Instagram or Twitter or any of that stuff. So most of my daily life is getting into cars and showing up to set. Or, you know, like I'm off. I'm just either hanging with my friends or chill with my girlfriend inside. So I don't do much. Oh. Okay, but I'm sorry. Okay, go back to the headline again. Uh, Pete Davidson confirms his relationship with Kim Kardashian for the first time. Did you hear anything about that? No. He said he chills with his girlfriend, but he didn't say who it was. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Now, people, to be fair, does the math. And I guess we can all do the math. Thanks, people. But this is not the people exclusive you promised, People Magazine, the TV show or article or whatever you are in this moment, right? No, he does not utter the words Kim Kardashian not once ever. Yeah, and and there I saw another story about like a candle. He has like a Kim Kardashian candle. You know, like those. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Did you see the candle? I see it. it. I can't tell that that's Kim though. It could be Elvira. I mean, <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> I don't know. I can see it in the background, but Elvira. I don't. No, I can't tell You're if it's actually about, Kim. Um, Mistress of the Dark. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, who we love and adore here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. th- the moral of the story is, people, you failed us yet again. We're not surprised. But remember, uh. the tail end of what I said was, look, I think there is actually a discussion in here, but it, it's more to do with his approach to social media than hers, which mm-hmm. I find this paradox, this dissonance, this opposite ends of the spectrum thing actually terribly fascinating. The fact that Pete Davidson is not a social media creature. No. Who is allegedly, supposedly in a relationship with the most social media creature. I don't know what that says. I don't have some grandiose thesis. I haven't thought terribly hard about it. But I think that 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 reality and that opposites, it it seems more than just opposites attract kind of thing. See, that's the thing about that that I think is interesting. Well, there's two things. Number one, I think that math definitely went into whatever contractual situation they found themselves in. Meaning, I think Chris Jenner already carried the one on that and was like, oh, people will find this interesting for this reason. Pete Davidson is not overexposed in the same way that Kim Kardashian is. In fact, he's like pretty underexposed, but, but people know him. So that's like the number one thing that will be intriguing. But number two, what else does that mean? It means that Kim Kardashian gets to control the narrative of their relationship. 100%. There's no competing narrative. Which is the one thing she could not and still cannot do with Kanye West. Kanye West. 
because he's going to control his own narrative, which he right. should, which all right. people should. Right. But Pete Davidson doesn't have one. He don't care. He's just kind of like, oh. But think about the previous relationship he, he's been in. in. In previous relationships, the other person also controlled the narrative. Ariana Grande was the one that was yeah. always in charge of controlling the narrative of that relationship. The things we know, to your point, the things we know about Pete Davidson, or I should say to carry the one, the things we know about Pete Davidson are generally things that other people have shared with us. Exactly. And he seems to be fine with that because why? He's getting jobs. He's getting attention. He's he doesn't have to tell his own story. Yeah. He's, he's he can be whatever you want him to be. Yeah. He's like Which, a chameleon. I, he's like the Hellman's mayonnaise of celebrity. Bring wow. out the best. I wow. do. I do love Hellman's mayonnaise. Mm. Hellman's real mayonnaise. Um, but to, to add to that, I was going to say, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian being like opposite creatures on social media. I just think he, the, his people's decision or whoever's decision it was to involve himself with Kris Jenner via Kim was the best thing his career could have asked for because that yep. you now have a machine working to promote you and everything you're doing by way of her daughter. Mm-hmm. All we right. got it figured out. We will uh, figure out even more. When we come back, we have a very special guest joining us about uh, 